you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22. That you put off concerning the former conversations, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 26, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Everybody say forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the beauty of forgiveness. The beauty of forgiveness. Let's pray once more. I know we've already prayed several times. Let's pray that the Lord would help me deliver what I feel in my heart today, the way that I feel it. Let's pray right now. Father, we need you. Lord, we need your anointing to rest upon your word as it has from the beginning of time. But today on the messenger and upon my mind and on my vocabulary to be able to speak what I feel and sense that would be for this hour and for this church and for this group of people. Lord, I pray that your, Lord, your spirit would speak to the hearts of people where, Lord, my abilities run short and do what only you can and draw people to you in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Get comfortable. I may be here for a while. Forgiveness is a word we both love and hate. It's tremendous grace. As it regards what God does with our sins. So when we talk about forgiveness, we're we're talking about what God does with our sins. When God forgives our sins, it's it's kind of like he reaches up and hits the delete button on his heavenly computer. And when he forgives us, he doesn't just send our sins to a temporary recycle bin just in case he needs to be reminded of them. 
but instead they are totally removed from his records. That's what we love about the word forgiveness. What's going to happen today when we baptize Omar here in just a little while, I'm excited about that. The Bible says when we repent of our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive it, to forgive them. So when we are forgiven of sins, of course we know we are no longer held accountable, but the guilt that is associated with that sin is still attached to our lives. But when we are baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the guilt that is associated with those sins are removed or we say washed away by the waters of baptism or by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we get excited when we talk about forgiveness because it's when our sins are removed from his records. That's that's part of what we love about the word forgiveness. But then there's a facet of forgiveness that's a little more difficult for us to deal with, and that's when God asks us to forgive those who trespass against us. Really? It's Christmas, Pastor, and you're going to deal with this issue today? I mean, I was with my family all day long, and me and Dan never got in one argument all day. It's not always easy for him to put up with me. And it's not always easy to forgive. There are things in life we all wish we could forget. But humans never, never truly forget. So we feel like a big sinner when we say, well, I forgave them, but I I haven't really forgotten. Well, hopefully most of you today are of a sound mind and you are not forgetting so quickly. But forgiveness is more than forgetting. It's not really forgetting at all, but it is a choice to live your life and not hold to the account of somebody, what they have done to you and the way they have hurt you, offended you, or affected you. It's a choice. There are things in life I wish that I could forget. But because we're humans and we don't truly forget, we may let them go occasionally. Something hits the internal trigger of remembrance and the moment we relive an unforgettable experience, And it's all brought back to our mind. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 says, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before or ahead of us, I press toward the mark. The issue in not forgiving is that the lack of forgiveness will attach you and hold you to your past and will not set you free to be able to reach forth for what God has in your future. So you have to make a choice to say, I can't forget what happened to me. I can't forget the abuse. I can't forget the torment. I can't forget the hell I went through. But what I can do is make a choice to say, I'm putting that behind me so that I can press on to the better life that God has for my future. That's the beauty of forgiveness, is that forgiveness 
When you give forgiveness, it releases you to move forward into your future. But to hold, withhold forgiveness and say, I will never forgive that. I will never let that go. You are tying yourself to the event of your past that will prevent you from being able to move forward. So when the Apostle Paul said he forgot all those things, was was he empowered by something greater than we have? Did he literally have the ability to wipe his internal memory card clean and not think ever of the things that happened to him? This is the same Apostle which said the things that I would do, that's exactly what I end up not doing. And the things that I say that I'm not going to do, I do. And the things I say I'm going to do, I end up not doing. And then he says, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Basically, he's saying, in this flesh, here I am. I, I say I'm not going to do this, and I do it, and I'm, and all, I'm just struggling. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm having a terrible time. Yet the Apostle Paul understood some things about forgiveness. Let me throw some things at you really quick about forgiveness. The most important forgiveness of all is the forgiveness of God. But He is faithful. The Bible says He's faithful and just to forgive sin. If we ask, He is faithful and just to forgive sin. So when we say, God, look, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just me. I made a mistake. I have wrecked my life. But I want to turn over a new leaf. I want to start all over afresh and anew. And that repentance is met with a decision to change your life into the future as you move forward. The Bible said He is faithful and just to Forgive those sins. That's the easiest forgiveness to get. The second forgiveness we have to deal with is the forgiveness of others. And that's people we've wronged, people we've hurt, people we maybe intentionally did wrong. And we said, hey man, I'm I'm really sorry. And they said, yeah, you know, whatever. But we know that they're holding a grudge and and we struggle with it. And and I'm just going to say this to you. When you put something under the blood of Jesus Christ, when you repent and God says you are forgiven by His Word, by faith we move forward. If you make things right with other people, if you ask for forgiveness, if you do your best to correct the wrong, you've got to just release yourself from that because their lack of forgiveness has nothing to do with your lack of forgiveness. You do what you need to do. You forgive the hurt that happened in your life and then you've got to just let it it happen however it happens. That's a very difficult thing for us to do. The third level of forgiveness is forgiving ourselves. Oh my Because I think the hardest part of forgiveness is when we forgive ourselves for the things that we have done, decisions we've made, the path we've taken, the things we have done that's hurt others. And we struggle to forgive ourselves and we blame ourselves and we hold ourselves accountable and and we, we, we we just simply will not let it go. And that's because forgiveness requires faith. You have to believe that God has forgiven you. And if God has forgiven you and you have done what is right by others and you have have made amends and you have asked others to forgive you, then when it comes to forgiving yourself, it takes an element of faith to believe and trust God that if God forgave me, then why in the world do I live with this shadow uh, over my head, with this guilt on me? I tell you what you need to do. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name and have a biblical 
assurance that the guilt that is associated with your sin and your past goes into that water and when you come up out of that water it's more than going down dry and coming up wet but you go down carrying guilt and come up and are resurrected in newness of life with the guilt that is associated with that sin being gone with a choice by faith I will go forward free from my past. You know, I run into people from time to time. They bring up things that's happened in my past because, uh, you know, unfortunately, I know the preacher's home appears to be the perfect home and uh, everybody's got everything together, but that's not always so. We deal with the same hurts and pain and disappointments and we disappoint others and hurt others and all the, just like everybody else, we're, you know, I get up and put shoes on every day, just like you do. And, and so we deal with all the same things. And I have people ask me from time to time that know different events at certain times in my life. And um, uh, matter of fact, one of, those, one of those, even last night in the conversation I was having with Gentry. By the way, I'm so glad to have Gentry and Destiny home. And Gentry is helping us on drums today. And he even mentioned something that happened in my past. That's not a very sensitive subject with me. But I run into people all the time that ask me about something that I'd rather not remember. And I have learned to have a response that said, no, I clearly remember forgetting that. Do I really forget? No, but I made a choice. <laughs> to not let what happened to me 30 or 40 years ago or 20 years ago or last week even uh, hold me down and keep me from being able to have the freedom to move forward. The beauty... The beauty of forgiveness is that we will be forgiven at the level in which we forgive. The Bible teaches us that if we don't forgive, He won't forgive us. But when we forgive, our Heavenly Father will also forgive us our trespasses. The beauty of forgiveness is that you're making a choice whether you're going to live in forgiveness or not. The beauty of forgiveness, the more forgiving you are, the more forgiving he's going to be to you. There's a lot of reasons God commanded us to extend forgiveness. And believe it or not, God's not trying to persecute us when he says, love your enemy. Do good to those that despitefully use you. I mean, this is some tough stuff. For real? No. I, you know, I got to, they hurt me, I'm going to hurt them. You know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And So the deal is, is that God, God himself so chose to say, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. So your forgiveness from God is attached to your forgiveness to others. So when you, you know those people that you struggle with because you ask them for forgiveness and they choose to not forgive? The issue is, is pity them because if they don't forgive you, God's not forgiving them. Which means they're not going to make the city. They're going to be eternally lost because they did not forgive you. Don't gloat in that. Forgive that. Pray for them and say, hey, somewhere you need to find forgiveness in your heart so you too can be saved. 
There's another reason that God wants us to forgive because God doesn't want us to live our life plagued with misery. There is nothing more miserable than living an unforgiving life. Holding on to things and allowing it to become a root of bitterness. Unforgiveness becomes a root of bitterness in your life. When you choose to not forgive and you hold on to it long enough, you are planting an evil seed in your heart that will begin to grow and flourish. And before long, it will become something that you never wanted. Just outside the window, the office window, is a little plant we planted a couple years ago. Right in the middle of that plant is a little tree that's starting to grow. My neighbors have one of those trees too. That tree got so large at my neighbor's that my neighbors sold and got new neighbors and they were unaware of what happened so when they come in they cut down the beautiful burning bush and left the old weed tree that's growing up in the middle of that thing they left it thinking that there was some kind of junk growing up around this thing and so what happened is they have they they, they don't understand it, the neighbor even said to me what an ugly tree it was and I, I didn't have the heart to say you know that was the weed that grew up in the middle of a nice bush but you cut down the bush and you let the weed grow. Everybody say unforgiveness. Because when you hold on to unforgiveness, it plants a seed that's going to grow up in the middle of what could be a beautiful life. And what's going to happen is you're going to live in misery until the beautiful person that you should be is going to be hewn down and all that people are going to see is the bitterness and the anger and the rebellion and everything that is coming out of you. Even God himself can't change your past. I'm going to say it again. Even God himself can't change your past, what happened to you, but you can choose. I will not allow what happened to me. I know who I'm preaching to today. I'm preaching to some people that have been abused. I'm preaching to some people that have been broken by things that have happened to you, things you never asked for, things that happened to you as a child, things that happened to you as a young adult, things that have happened through. I'm telling you that when you learn to forgive, God will open up the the storehouse of heaven and your life will blossom and bloom like nobody's business. The third reason that we should forgive is because James 5 and 16 says that unforgiveness can cause, actually it's connected to physical sickness. Unforgiveness prevents spiritual rest, hinders worship, impedes prayers. There's a whole list of things that we could go on and talk about today. But James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Do you know that modern medicine has, has discovered that people who are negative and bitter and carry a lot of stress that comes along with those things will be far more unhealthy than people who live a fun, free, lowered stress. All of these things are connected in your life. When we found out that my wife had a diagnosis of cancer, one of the first calls I received was from two different calls I received from people that had experienced 
a very similar thing that she had experienced. And both of them said to me, your job for the next good while is to remove stress out of her life. I said, but I don't have anywhere else to live. So I bought a fifth wheel. And I've been reminded over and over again because in order for her to get well, living burdened down by stress is not going to help her get better. And neither is it going to help you get better. You can hold on to the past and become angry and bitter about it and refuse forgiveness until you make yourself sick, both physically and spiritually. You will start having issues and wondering what it is. Come on, somebody in the house today needs to make a decision on the last day of 2020, the last Sunday of 2020. You need to say, you know what? I am not walking into 2021 carrying the mess that I've carried this far into my life. I forgive that junk. I forgive that hurt. I forgive that pain. I forgive that person. I forgive that situation. I forgive myself. I forgive those words. I forgive that ex that hurt me. I forgive. Because if 2021 is going to be everything that I am hearing the voice of the Lord speak that it's going to be and every word of prophecy that is coming forward about 2021 only those that are going to have the prophecies of God fulfilled in your life are those who make the changes walking out of 2020 to declare I'm not walking into 2021 carrying the same mess that I have carried my entire life. The past is behind me. The past is over. All things Things are made new. If you don't forgive today, your past will hold you hostage and you will be held from being able to find the beauty of your life next year. Somebody needs to rise up from it. You don't have to be held in bondage by your past. There is hope for your deliverance. There is hope for your freedom. Oh, I'm just going to, I feel bold in the Holy Ghost today. But there's some of you that came this morning all dressed up in beautiful dresses and nice suits and ties. Yet you're struggling with addictions in your life. You're struggling with all sorts of things that are attached to things that happened to you. Because you replaced one addiction with another. Because you replaced a hurt with an addiction. I come to you this morning in the name of the Lord and tell you, you need to forgive some things in your life today. And boldly walk forward into your future and declare I am who God says I am I will be who God says I can be come on some folks need to start repenting right where you are some folks need to make a decision today I'm going to join Omar in baptism today because I want to be different there's hope it doesn't have to keep on being the same old way it's always been I'll tell you how I feel about 2020. I'm staying up on the 31st 
just to make sure 2020 really is over. I may have a generator at my house just in case power goes out. We're going to make sure. COVID, cancer. I'm walking into this next year. I'm going to be better than I've ever been in my life. That's a decision I'm making. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to be wiser. By the help of the Lord, I'm going to be wealthier. That means I'm going to pray for the blessings of the Lord on your life. You're never going to be able to, you're never going to be able to do this on your own. You're going to have to have the help of the Lord. For those of you that are note takers, let me, let me give you something I borrowed. I wish I was smart enough to, to know these things on my own. There's seven steps to forgiveness. The first step to forgiveness is acknowledging the hurt. If you live trying to hide it, trying to mask it, you end up masking hurt with addiction, masking the hurt with habits that are destructive. So you've got to acknowledge it. This is real. It is here. This happened. The second step that you need to consider toward forgiveness is consider how the hurt and pain has affected you. Because hurt people hurt others. Hurt people will struggle in other relationships. And so consider how the, the, the hurt and the pain that you've been through has affected you. And recognize that there may be some changes that you're going to have to make in your life because you have developed some attitudes. I have a right to do this. If you knew what I had been through, you wouldn't be saying this to me. If you knew what kind of day that I was having. Consider how the hurt and pain has affected you and what corrections you need to make in your life. You can't, don't worry about anybody else. We're, we're focused on us, what we can do. Steps I can take to lead to true forgiveness. Number three, accept the fact that you cannot change what happened. Accept it. You cannot change what happened. People pay big money for this kind of counseling right here, all right? Just they don't pay it to preachers. <laughs> Accept that you cannot change the past. Even God can't change your past. So accept it. It can't be changed. But it doesn't have to affect me in the future. Number four. Decide today whether you're going to continue with the same emotions, same feelings, same struggles, same, or whether you're going to forgive. It's a decision. There's the fourth, the fourth step. It's right in the middle. It's the rocking chair. Is the decision. The decision of, am I going to make a change that is going to affect my future, affect my family, affect my relationships, affect my job relationships? It's going to affect me every, decide. Number five, do everything you can to repair. Now, what are you telling me, Pastor? I'm telling you, take the high road. Do everything you can to fix it. 
Don't ignore it. You do what you feel you need to do to try to fix it. You repair everything that you can. Number six, learn from it and never allow it to happen again. That means establish some boundaries in your life that said, I'm, I've learned from that and I'm never going back there again. And number seven, truly forgive. Because when you truly forgive, you just made a decision that you are not going back to the reservoir when the next problem arises and go back and say, I'm pulling this back up to rehash it again. I'm going back here to pull it out. I'm going back here to blame. I'm going back here to throw it back in my wife's face again. I'm going back here to throw it back in my employer's face or throw it in my children's face. I'm, I'm, I have made a decision to truly forgive, which means I have put it in its rightful place. And when you do so, and you begin to trust God for your future, your life will begin to bloom and blossom in ways that you never expected it to happen. Most of us can relate to Peter's frustration in Matthew 18, 22. Obviously, Peter must have been having a really bad day when he looked at Jesus with the question. And he said, I've already forgiven my brother six times. How often do I have to forgive my brother? You want me to forgive him seven times? And Jesus said, no, Peter. But seven times 70. Now, wait a second. Somebody got a calculator? You want to pull that up, figure that out? That's about 490 times. So I, you mean I've got to forgive them? No, he wasn't giving them a numerical directive. He was giving them, he was giving them a principle that basically just keep on forgiving. How many times stop counting, keep on forgiving? You mean to tell me what's happened to me? I have got to keep on forgetting. Keep on forgetting because your forgetting and your forgiving is not a numerical commandment of how many times, but it is an attitude in which I am living my life and moving forward. Forgiveness is not undoing the past. It's not saying the past never happened. That has nothing to do with it. It is acceptance without a desire for revenge. Some of you have heard me say, say this before, but revenge makes about as much sense as biting a dog because the dog bit you. I promise it will leave a nasty taste in your mouth. Bitterness looks for someone to blame. You, 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 you've got to get beyond those things and say, you know what, I'm making a choice today that as I move forward in my future, I want to be forgiven. Because my life, I'm closing, my life is full of faults and failures. Unfortunately, I'm going to disappoint some of you. I may disappoint you this year. Some of you here that may even think that my wife and I walk on water, only she walks on water. 
I may disappoint you. I may hurt you. Not intentionally. But I'm not perfect, and neither are you. Here's the issue. I need your forgiveness. I need God's forgiveness. I need God to forgive me. And so my choice, my decision to forgive is attached to the level of forgiveness that I'm going to receive from myself. So I'm making a decision. Do I want to be forgiven? Not just of the major sins in my life, but the small things. The actions, the attitudes, the thoughts. If I want to be forgiven for those shortcomings in my life, then the beauty of it is, is I, I can choose that, yeah, I, I, that's what I want. The beauty of forgiveness is that when I forgive those who trespass against me, I just pulled out the keys and I unlocked the door to forgiveness in my life. And that door just swung, swung open and forgiveness come rushing to where I am. You want mercy in your life? Show mercy. You want grace in your life? Show grace. You want forgiveness in your life? Show forgiveness. I invite you to stand with me all over the room today. I'm going to let you respond how you feel to respond. I am going to open the altars here in a moment. Perhaps we can gather here in rows all across, maybe about three tiers of rows. That way we make room for as many as want to come forward and still be able to have some distance. There's some of us today that need to make a decision on this last Sunday of this year that I'm not walking into next year the way I'm walking out of this year. But today, my past is over. I choose forgiveness because I want my Heavenly Father to forgive me. I don't want my life to become the ragwood tree that is growing up next to my driveway that my neighbor can't understand why it's doing what it's doing. But I want that beautiful burning bush that was once cut down to come and live again. I don't want to become a shell of the man that God wants me to be, but I want to flourish. Mistakes, yes, he forgives. He forgives according to the way you forgive. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. God, right now, I pray for the courage that is needed to rest upon this congregation as people are making decisions right now. Lord, I pray you give them the courage to make a decision today. Your word has not gone forth void, but there's folks in this room today that have been impacted by the word. God, I know it's inspired by the Holy Ghost. And I know that you have a plan for this incredible group of people.
let repentance fall over this congregation right now. Church, lift your voice in repentance unto the Lord. He's quickly to forgive you. He's apt to forgive you. If there's things in your life, just talk to him about it right now. Just you and God. You don't have to have fancy words. Just you and God. Talk to him right now about what you have going in your life that you need to change. Let him know the things you're forgiving, the things you're forgetting, the things you're walking away from. Come on, you're, we're repenting all over this room right now, God. Men and women, boys and girls all over this room are making decisions right now. We're making a decision. We're right in the middle, God, of making that decision. God, as you've given them the courage right now to pray that prayer of repentance and that prayer, God, of forgiveness of all that's happened in their past, Lord, reassure them with faith of what you have for their future. For every person in this room that's got determination now that you're going to move forward with forgiveness and that God is going to flourish your life in the future, I open these altars. Step from where you are. Walk to the front of this room. If this is your first time, feel comfortable doing it. We're a family. We're a family of believers. Just walk to the front of this room and declare my past is behind me.